<laughs> Welcome. I gotta go back and watch the beginning of this one. <laughs> Welcome to week 85. <laughs> We had a blooper before the show started, sorry, but welcome to week 85, All the Balls. We just got finished talking about Sky High, if you, any of you know what movie that is. but Yeah, comment below, which one of us is the hero, and which one of us <laughs> is the sidekick? That was so dumb. Alright, anyways, we're going to have to go from happy faces to, unfortunately, sad news. I said, get, get the sad news out of the way. But first, Jake, how was your day? Hopefully that's not sad news. Fantastic, man. This was a, this was a monumental moment today, man. I signed an offer letter for a new position at my company. Oh, I thought you were really Yeah, I'm going to the league. Um, this was a big day, a big promotion. I'm, I'm, the man, I'm the big man on campus today. Yeah, nice clap for play. me. Say, say good job. Good job, everyone. All right, so from a promotion to uh, walking on the highway. No, all right, but seriously, in all seriousness here, um, I said let's get the bad news out of the way first to start the show. Dwayne Haskins, most of you probably know who he is, football player, Steelers. I don't know if he was going to be the starting quarterback. but Just ask Connor how. Yeah. He wanted to win the job. He thought he could win the job. It was probably going to come down to him and Trubisky, but unfortunately – I think this happened like 6.35 in the morning or something. He was, he was walking on the highway. I don't know the complete details yet or why exactly he did it, whether it was a suicide or whether he was just dumb crossing over the interstate. But I don't know what he was doing, man. Haskins got hit by a, a huge truck, and there goes his life. And that was kind of one there of the— There goes his life? <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a sad story. Jeez, man. What do you think when you saw this news? Honestly, I, I mean, it was obviously surprising, and there's no other way to, to put that. You know, you do wonder, because what what is a guy, you know, with the means to, you know, have a driver, even, like, walking on a busy highway? At 6.37 yeah, in the what, morning. what was he doing, right? You, you got to at least speculate that there could be some, some kind of foul play involved. Um, but I, I think that one thing I am taking away from this is that I absolutely hate Adam Schefter. Uh, oh, for what he said? Yes. Credit to him, he did do the five-minute apology video afterwards. Dude, screw him. Screw him. It's like his brain's on autopilot. How? Why are you talking about his poor play in your, in your death tweet? Like, th- th- here's how I look at it, okay? So the, the tweet was something along the lines of, um, former, former Ohio State standout Dwayne Haskins... Who struggled in the who NFL? Struggled in the NFL with the, with X Y teams has died. Some guys so, will lose their job for that too, but it's Adam so, Schefter. So that's that was the tweet, and you know it. You can be mad. You can say, "Why was he even talking about that? Why is he? Why? What's the point of saying he was struggling with his career in in his death? You know, is that really how we're going to remember Dwayne Haskins? Oh, the guy who sucked. Like, come on, that's that's very inappropriate. But I think the thing that is most like identifiably ridiculous about this is if the tweet was like former Ohio State standout Dwayne Haskins has and and current NFL player has passed away. Yeah, it's a normal thing that anyone else would say. That would be said, right? But I wouldn't be like, wait, who are they talking about? And then the tweet that says, oh, and he was bad in the NFL. But, oh, you mean that guy? Like, that, that's not the thing that makes him an yeah. identifiable player. It's Obviously, not, he wasn't thinking. Nobody, nobody was reading it without that and going, who's Dwayne Haskins? And then reading, this guy sucked for the Steelers. And then going, oh, that guy, sure. Like, I think that's a ridiculous thing to tweet. I don't care if he apologized. 
I think the guy is just a full-blown attention whore, and he's a piece of shit. I don't think he's done like anything like that in the past, though. That's ridiculous, though. No, he did. He tweeted out Tom Brady was going to retire before he did, and then Brady was like, I'm, I make the rules, and he didn't retire. Well, he, so he Adam, heard it from Adam Schefter... He wasn't the first person, though. I don't either. care who he heard it from. Adam Schefter is... What's up, Mark? Out Adam Schefter is again. a piece of shit who is just all about getting the spotlight for other people's news. So he has to be the first one out there. And I'm sure he wasn't thinking at all when when he tweeted, this guy sucks and he's dead. But, like, come on. Why are you doing that at all? Like, take a second to compose yourself and say, should I talk some shit about the guy who just died? Probably not. Regarding the Dwayne Haskins thing overall, though, I mean, obviously he did struggle in the NFL. It's not something to bring up at that time. But either way... Whatever he was doing on the highway, I heard someone said that apparently he was he lost gas or something on the highway, so he was pulled over. I mean, I can understand him looking for help. You don't want to go crossing in the middle of the highway doing that. But either way, 6.30 in the morning, it's a little sketchy to me. They haven't found out what it really was yet, and I'm sure you're going to know in the next couple of weeks whether it was actually a suicide or something like if that. they ever report it. Yeah, they might not, or probably be weeks or months down the line. But overall, a sad story for someone that... Hey, I mean, he's an NFL quarterback. Obviously, he's a good player, and he was trying to carve out a chance in Pittsburgh. Obviously, you know the situation down there with Roethlisberger not being there anymore, and I thought it was a good spot for him to be with with some good receivers. But unfortunately, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, and even if he wasn't the starter off the bat, I think Trubisky is, for whoever is now the backup, is going to give someone an opportunity because Trubisky probably won't be the starter of the full year. Yeah, either way, they'll probably draft someone, one of these top five or six guys. But sad news to start the show there. Speaking of the NFL draft, we'll have our we'll have our mock NFL draft. I think Connor said he wants to come on either I think in two weeks because the drafts the drafts in like seventeen days or something like that. Wow. But this draft is not as deep as last year's, not even close. The the top talent, the quarterbacks, the wide receivers aren't even as good. But I don't know if you wrote it down, Jake. I wrote five players that I, I do like in the draft. Just I don't to, like anyone. Just to throw out some names out there for familiarize yourself with it down the line. Help me familiarize. Sauce Gardner, cornerback out of Cincinnati. You know who that is? I've heard the name. He's supposed to be the top cornerback in this draft. Did not allow a single catch in his career at Cincinnati, which I think is a really impressive stat, even though Cincinnati is a team that obviously they dominated teams in the conference they played in. He didn't allow one catch. The guy's going to be far and away. The People think he has a chance to go number one. I think he's going to be top five regardless. But Sauce Gardner is going to be the number one cornerback selected in the draft. Another guy I wrote down that I really like, we always saw him playing on TV because he was at Georgia. I think this guy's the best defensive tackle in the draft. That's Jordan Davis. He was the best defensive player at Georgia. They could have three defensive players selected in the first round. And, I mean, year after year, guys come out of the school like crazy. So it's not yeah, I mean, that, that much of a surprise. Georgia and Alabama are just NFL player factories. So, yeah, watch out for Jordan Davis. Speaking of Alabama, Jake might have read the list. But John Mechie, the wide receiver out of Alabama, Patriots actually – had um he had him they had him over to Foxborough the other day. I know the the connection with Saban and Belichick, obviously the Matt Jones connection with Mechie. But John Mechie, the best wide receiver coming out of Alabama, wouldn't be a bad spot if he did get drafted by the Patriots. So watch Good out for luck. watch out for John Mechie the third is what they call him. I don't know his his two fathers. But um Devin just one dad. Yeah. And then his dad had a dad. And then another guy wrote down just because most people I've seen a lot of mock drafts lately, I haven't made mine yet, but a lot of people have the Patriots selecting li- a linebacker in the first round. And every time I see a mock draft, I feel like it's the same guy. The Patriots are selecting Devin Lloyd out of the University of Utah. Seems like every mock draft I see, this Devin Lloyd kid is going the Patriots. I mean, they do need a linebacker, which I'll talk about in a second here, but it's just interesting that I've literally seen like four or five mock drafts and like four of them have him taking this Devin Lloyd kid. Which, Probably better than Odin. Yeah, <laughs> a lot better. He'd be on the field. 
But, um, yeah, the last guy I wrote down was uh, probably the best running back coming out of the draft, Kenneth Walker out of Michigan State. Really good player. I don't know if you've heard of him or you've heard of him or you've heard of him. But this guy was an absolute force at Michigan State. I don't think the Pats really need a running back here. but They don't. If someone does select, I I believe two running backs went in the first round last year, if I'm not mistaken. Because didn't ETN go at the back of the first round? Yes. So 20s. Kenneth Walker might not even go in the first round, but if you're selecting a running back, this is the guy to take at number one. Speaking of quarterbacks, Jake, I know how I said that it's not as deep as last year. Do you have any opinions on who you think is the best quarterback in this draft class? Well, I think that... It's four or five guys that people were like... I think that Pickett will probably be the first one selected. Um, he seemed to be the most well-rounded talent. But in college, I was the biggest fan of... Um, Cincinnati. Desmond Ritter. Yeah, I knew you too. Um, I think that he's got a good like build to be... To be a good NFL quarterback, I but, like it, man. But Bryce Young also is going to get a lot of attention for for that Heisman win. So, oh yeah, I mean, let, he, let, did he come? Is he go, Did he come back? Is he playing? Is he? I don't think he's coming back. But I, I he mean, he declared, didn't he? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think he's going to be that high of a draft pick. But either way, I why saw, not? I think there's five or six guys that are going to go before him. But you I saw something Heisman, today. Can, you get the right attention. Well, yeah, I mean, you definitely can get drafted if you win the Heisman, even if you're not good sometimes. But, but either like way, Debo. I saw someone say today that if this was last year's draft, I mean, if Mac Jones was in this draft, a lot of people think Mac Jones could be the number one pick in this draft. That's saying a little bit something. I mean, last year, obviously, well, compared when, to all these other TVs. When did they say that? Today. It's, Chris Mortensen said it. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's a little, you know. He's if, saying that he thinks Mac Jones could have gone before all the, these QBs. If Mac Jones had a had a had a terrible season for the Patriots, you think they'd still be saying that? No, but obviously you don't so, know that. You know that there's some bias there. Like it, it's hard to say that when the guy clearly can play in the NFL. He's basically saying that this QB draft class obviously isn't as deep as last year's, and I mean that's saying something. But still, looking at the quarterbacks, what about that lineman uh, Hutchison. Yeah, I mean he could maybe go one. I was talking to my uncle today from Jacksonville because the second straight year they get the number one draft pick. It seems like right now they're going to either take Hutchison on one from Michigan. Or there's two really good offensive tackles, Evan Neal, I believe, and Icky Agunu from NC State. Icky. This is the one year I Icky feel like. Vicky. Yeah. I feel like a lot of years you know who's going to go one. This year there's no consensus number one pick right now, in my opinion. Hutchinson's probably the best defensive guy. But the best quarterback, in my, in my opinion, in this draft, eventually, when it's all said and done, I, I agree with Jake that it's going to be Kenny Pickett from Pittsburgh. I think he has the most arm talent. And I think a good spot for him to go would be Pittsburgh. I mean, keep, keep it close. Mm, but I, he's I probably not going to last that long. I think long. the Giants are, are going to take him. So Kenny Pickett, I think, is going to be the best QB when it's all said and done. But I think the guy with the most talent, the most ability in this draft, that's going up the floor, up the draft board the fastest right now. Here, this guy could go up top five right now is the kid Malik Willis from Liberty. People love this Liberty, guy, right? Liberty, though? Like, I, I mean, yeah, you could say that with Trey Lance from last year with what? North Dakota State. I mean, kids love, people love this guy right now. Reminds me of Lamar Jackson a little bit, except with a better arm. The guy is so fast. The guy, and again, he played at Liberty, so you don't know. He doesn't play the top-notch teams. You up on UMass. But right now, Malik Willis, out of all these quarterbacks, I'd say his draft stock is definitely going the highest. I, I think he's probably going to be the first quarterback selected right now. Who's the best team that he beat in senior year? I don't even know anyone in that conference. <laughs> UMass. Yeah. I mean, so there's him. And then another thing I said is look out for the kid from North Carolina. I don't know if you know Sam Howell. He's a senior. I think he could be a pretty good quarterback. And this is a guy that doesn't have the most talent in the world. Kind of reminds me of Mac Jones a little bit in the run game. But Sam Howell might have the best arm out of all these guys. 
So it's going to be interesting with Ritter, Willis, Howell. I mean, it, again, it's not as good as last year, but if you need a quarterback, you need a quarterback. Not that many teams need a quarterback. And that's why there was a lot of teams that traded up before this draft even started. So we'll see where they go. It'll be interesting to see how many get selected in the first round. I'm going to say like three. It's the over-under? Two and a half. Matt Doran, speaking of what the Patriots should do in this draft, I asked Jake, what do you think the Patriots' top three needs going into the draft are? So it's kind of interesting that you said linebacker, cornerback, offensive line, and wide receiver because we're pretty much on the same page for two out of the top three there, Matt. So I don't know if you're still listening or watching, but the wide receiver thing, I still believe they need one, but the Devontae Parker thing makes me a little less worried. Interesting enough. I have the exact same top three. Really? Yes. I said offensive line, linebacker. No, he has offensive line three. Oh, you mean no. Offensive line, linebacker, and cornerback. I think that the game is one in the trenches, and Mac Jones not being a very mobile quarterback, us being a run-centric offense, and I, I don't care who we have at receiver. When we had Tom Brady at quarterback, we were like a top five rushing offense in the NFL. So we're always going to be a run-centric offense. You need a strong offensive line to protect Jones and run the football. So offensive line is key. Then, you know, Hightower is not the same. Um, yeah. Van Noy is out the door. We need a linebacker. Um, they need to get athletic. And we need a cornerback. No more Gilmore. No more JC. We need a corner. And I think we're going to take one in the first round. Yeah, if the right guy's there, there's no doubt about that. I said O-line at four. I, mean, I know they need it badly. I I'm confident that the guys last year can be good. I mean, minus Isaiah your Wynn. Team, your team is yeah, yeah. is a whole tier lower if you don't have a good offensive line. I, I think the offensive line is pretty good. I'd say it's top 10 in the NFL right now. And that's why, obviously, they need one, and I, they're definitely going to draft one. I'd say you at least get two offensive linemen in this draft. And the loss of Shaq Mason is going to hurt them as well. They lost Shaq Mason to Tampa Bay. But the thing is, I think the guys they have, minus Isaiah Wynn with David Andrews. Isaiah yeah, Isaiah Lewis with David. He was on my top three down or whatever we call it. All year, yeah. yeah. Three worst Patriots of the year. Every week. But, um, yeah, I mean, the guys they have are decent with Andrews back, with with um, Trent Brown back, with some of the other guys on the interior. I think they really need a pass rusher. I, I understand that they lost Winovich and some of those other guys, but they don't have that guy. They don't have that Chandler Jones. They don't have that Yannick Nagaku. They don't have that guy that can that's, right. that's going to really cause terror for an offensive lineman. So I think the Patriots need a, a defensive lineman that can rush the quarterback. The, the old Nikovich, the old Trey Flowers, the old Chandler Jones, someone like that. Like Jake said, you got you need a linebacker. Hightower's not the same. Jamie Collins isn't there anymore. Van Noy's not there anymore. Teddy Bruschi's not there anymore. I mean, the guys that are the linebackers right now. James Harrison's out. Yeah. Your top linebacker right now is probably a Landon Roberts. I mean, and that's not saying much. It's so they need a they need to really get younger at the linebacker position. They gotta find a linebacker in the draft. If I'm them, I either get a linebacker in the first round or I get a cornerback. The secondary needs a lot of work. Like Jake said, I, he took all the words out of my mouth, so I don't have any left to say. But John Jones is back. That, that's a good thing. But hey, how, Butler. Yeah, how healthy can he be? So seriously, you're going to go into the season with your top cornerbacks being John Jones, Malcolm Butler, Sean Wade, and Jonathan, Joan Williams, and Jalen Mills. Could be the New York Jets this season. Yeah, it's gonna, it's, yeah. Hey, man. You know what Rex Ryan said? What did he say? Said we don't need Darrell Revis. We have Buster Scrine. Yeah, busting and yeah, Rex Ryan didn't know what he was doing saying that. So keep that keep that for another show. Buster Scrine. All right, so that's our NFL part of the show. Again, we'll have our NFL draft preview coming up. We'll see how many Buckeyes for Connor Howell get selected in the first round. Anywho, let's get to Major League Baseball. 
Jake, I don't know if you've watched any of the Red Sox first six games of the season, but they started on the road. I'm going to the home opener tomorrow. I'm excited. Any any Red Sox thoughts through six games? You, we only got 156 left to talk about. Yeah, I have some thoughts. Um, right off the bat, I thought... Oh, my God. I thought that the bats would be better. Um, I think that they've... Yeah, they had one... Uh, actually, two now. Two solid hitting performances that have won them those games. And I thought it'd be better. I thought the meat of the lineup would be stronger. And... I know that Jackie Bradley Jr. is not here to hit the ball, but oh my God, he is such a terrible at bat. Yeah, it, it's a it's an out like nine times out of literally he bats like one forty. Like it it is, it is gross, man. Like he <laughs> he has no idea what the hell he's doing there. And he did have two big hits yesterday, so his first two of the year. But first two of the year, we we're six games in. Um, but on the opposite end. I, I really just want to give some love to Verdugo. Um, he I think Jake's favorite player. Yeah, I think he's an incredible player. I think he's an excellent at bat. I think like he's not like an elite with a with a bat, but he can he can get strong hits. He pitchers should be worried about him. They they can't throw whatever they want against him, and he seems to always make the diving play in the outfield. He is a yeah, very good, good outfielder. He's a very good outfielder. So I've been impressed. Um, and then talking about the bullpen. It's thin. It's a thin bullpen. You know, we need more if we're if we're going to be a legit contender. But I think Whitlock has been fantastic. Yeah, they just um, signed him to a four-year extension. Yeah, he's he's our saving grace right now. And Evaldi's been okay. Yeah, I, I mean, mean he, two stars. He should be better. He should be better, but Evaldi's been okay. Yeah, I mean, I like what Jake said overall. You start the season in New York, that's never easy. And they should have won. They should have won two out of three. They had a lead in both those first two games, which they blew. Thank God they took the Sunday night game, and then you go you go back to Detroit with really no no rest, and you win two out of three. Could have swept them. They've gone off to too many slow starts through these first six games, and the offense is really he's really not been too good. I mean, Trevor Story's missed three games with an illness, so you can't really blame him too much for that. But I didn't see Kike Hernandez starting the year zero for nineteen. I mean, that's a guy that was red hot last Crazy. season. Jackie Bradley should hit the ball a little bit better than he does. Again, you, you can't expect too like, much from him. You got him. about like two twenty. Yeah, at least. Um, Xander Bogarts hasn't been Xander Bogarts so far. I think he's getting a little... Devers thrown. has been great. Though. Yeah, Devers has been good. Bogarts has been a little thrown off by the, the extension talks and all that that's going on. So overall... I think he's probably thrown off by them signing another shortstop. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I don't think Bogarts is coming back, so that's unfortunate news. Either either Bogarts or Devers is going to be half, one of the guys that they're going to have to give a lot of money to, and I think they'd rather, rather give it to Devers than I don't play him. He's younger. But the offense, in the long term, for the rest of the season, I'm not worried about it. I think they're fine. You got the meat of the lineup with JD, with Devers, with Bogarts, even Bobby Dahlbeck. You got a Bobby top, D. you got a top five lineup in baseball. I don't think it's something to be too concerned about. And then the pitching going into the season, I said, I mean, I wasn't as worried as most people with the rotation. And right now, the bullpen's kind of saved them a little bit, which I'm not that shocked about. But because of Whitlock, Whitlock's been good. Matt Barnes has been good the two games he's come in. And then the the new lefties they got out of the bullpen, Matt Strom and Jake Diekman have performed pretty good so far. So overall. They should be better than 3-3. Three and three. I think they should be 4-2 and two going back home tomorrow. But I'm not too worried. Again, it's early in the season. You've got 156 games left. The thing that does scare me is you're, one of the, you're probably in the best division in baseball, the Blue Jays, the Rays, and the Yankees. So they're going to be fighting for their lives all season long. And the Minnesota Twins aren't, a, aren't an easy out tomorrow either. So no. I think the back end of the rotation with Michael Walker and Rich Hill could be the key to the season. And you need Chris Sale back sooner rather than later. That's going to be extremely important if there's a Red Sox team 
want to get back to the playoffs. So overall, I'm not worried. You get a long season, but Kike needs to slump out of it. You need Bogey to be Bogey again. You need Trevor Story to be the Trevor Story that you signed in the offseason for. And then you need JD and Bobby to start hitting some bombs, and we're going to be all set. Keep the bullpen the way it is, and I think they'll be fine. And the rotation at the top, I'm not too concerned about that either. So that's my Red Sox thought through six games. Jake, you, you have any surprise teams or disappointment teams so far? I mean, it's early in the freaking season. No. So far, team that surprised me so far is actually the team that I thought would be the worst team in baseball, the lowest payroll. The Oakland A's just took three out of four games from the Tampa Bay Rays. Good news for the Red Sox, but, I mean, I didn't see the Oakland A's even win four games until August. I mean, this team is horrible. If you look at them on paper, I— who's, who's better, them or the Orioles? Oh, the Orioles, but not by, not by much. But this Oakland A's team stinks from top to bottom. They get no pitching. Their bullpen's horrible. Their starting lineup, their best hitter's probably Elvis Andrews. I mean, come on. Sean Murphy's a good catcher. But besides from that, you got little leaguers up and down that whole lineup. And Jeez. you just you won three out of four from the Tampa Bay Rays. That's saying much about them, and it's definitely scaring me about my unders bet for the future. So, no. But, yeah, that Oakland A's team should not be winning these games against the Rays. And then team that's disappointed me so far, got to be the defending champion Atlanta Braves. I mean, you, yeah, they weren't supposed to win last year anyway. Yeah, they weren't supposed to win. They're they're about five hundred right now. But the thing that concerns me for them is they lost Freddie Freeman. I thought the lineup would be fine. And I mean, Ozzy Albies isn't really hidden. Dansby Swanson's not really hidden. Dansby Swanson. Matt Olson hasn't been Matt Olson. I mean, I'm not too concerned about them for the future. But you just want a championship. Don't get that. Don't get that little hangover that you get at the beginning of the season just because you realize it's a long season. You better wake your asses up, start hitting, start pitching, and realizing. There's always a chance to win back-to-back World Series. I know it doesn't happen too often, but we'll see what happens with that. So, Jake, are you disappointed with the Braves? Yeah, I'm, I'm so sad. You are? All right, so that's... The worst day of my life. That's my thoughts and all that stuff going on so far with the surprises and disappointments in baseball. But who doesn't like a little game? Oh, God. Because <laughs> we're this playing... Against- ugly, man. Yeah, so... I'm telling you, I know so little about baseball. It's a miracle that I can have a conversation with you about baseball and not sound like a moron. Hey, Jake knows what a baseball is. He I'm knows what a bat is. I'm about to myself bad. <laughs> he knows what a bag is. We're not talking about the one when you get hang over, hung over in the morning, but... All right, let's How, get... What bag is that? Like a, a vomit bag? The Shaw's bag. This, this brother's marketplace bag that we have in front of us right here. Any bag. That's got my Tam Tams. The bags that you see in the airport that Mandy used to cry about. We used to get on the plane. I was like, Mandy, look in front of you. She's like, no. <laughs> it was like, I'm like, she's not going to puke. All right. But yeah, so let's talk. <laughs> let's talk about the mixing and matching portion of the show. We're going to mix and match some baseball players for Jake, and then we'll see what he can do. So, to explain, I'm going to name 10 oh, baseball players. Oh, you made it easier than I made it for you. Why? I I'm just going to name the player, and you got to pick the team. Well, I put them on a se- separate page. Yeah, I appreciate that. I did 10 players on the left, 10 Major League Baseball players. Nine of them are still playing. Oh, God. And then I named on the right all the Nine teams. Nine of them are still playing? Maybe it's a little hint. So, I'll name the players, I'll name the teams, and then let me know what you want to do. So, we have Anthony Rizzo. we got Buster Posey. We have Freddie Freeman, Yu Darvish, Alex Bregman, Kenley Jansen, Ryan Brazier, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Peter Alonzo, and Albert Pujols. I think I'm going to do pretty good. You like those guys? Yeah. I think I'm going to do okay. So, I mean, without looking at the teams, you can tell me if you know the freaking, to make it a little easier, if you want to name the you team. You want me to knock some out? Can you knock Anthony Rizzo out? Pass. <laughs> <laughs> can you knock Buster Posey out? If I get it wrong, am I, am I penalized, or is this just for bonus? Well, I'm going to give you some advice. Buster Posey. I'd pass. 
Is he not on the Giants? I'd pass. Okay, I pass. <laughs> He's retired. Correct. You yeah. got you got the retired one. Got it. Yeah, he just retired. He retired. Who said he's that? Not, he's, a fr- he's in a front office or something, isn't he? I don't know. He's just not I'm telling you, he like recruited. He was recruiting or scouting or something. He might be. He, you got me on that one. Freddie Freeman. Dodgers. Yeah. Wow. Good one. I, I, oh, I, watch out. You Darvish. Um, you Darvish is on. You can always wait for the answers. Okay, I'll skip, but I'm, I'm pretty confident. Alex Bregman. Skip. Jewish guy. Kenley Jansen. Skip. Ryan Brazier. Skip. <laughs> he liked him. He liked him before. Oh, shit, I can't look. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Blue Jays. He just hit three home runs yesterday against Blue the Yankees. Jays. Blue yeah. Jays. Yeah. I mean, people pay $100 just to see that guy. Yeah. Pe- Peter Alonzo. Mets. Yeah. And Albert Pujols. Angels. Wrong. Dodgers. <laughs> All right, so you got you got four so far. You got three so far. All right. So the I said the Astros. Does that bring any memories no, back? I'm gonna look at them. Okay, I was counting. The Cardinals. The Yankees. The Padres. Uh. The Red Sox and the Braves. I'm still the Red Sox. <laughs> I thought you'd get the Red Sox guy. Um, whoa, wait, wait, wait. In the Yankees You guy. Darvish is on the Padres. Yeah. All right. Cross. Knock that one out. Um, so we got the Astros, the Cardinals. You know, the, the hardest part is reading your handwriting. Sorry, I'm not a doctor. I wish you were. It might be a little easier. Um... So, Red Sox, Braves, yeah, no, I, I got it. I Yankees, got it. Albert um, Pujols, Kenley Jansen, Ryan Brazier, Anthony Rizzo. All uh, right, so here I know I'm trying to do the Red Sox here. Wait, don't look at the comments. I'm not going to look at the comments. Unless you have anyone saying anything. I'm, my eyes are closed. Oh, it's all adorn. <laughs> Can I look again? Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to do the Red Sox here because I that should be the easiest. I know Rizzo and Pujols are not on the Red Sox. Uh, and that only leaves three guys. That leaves Jansen, Brazier, and Brazier Bregman. and Bregman. I don't think Bregman is on the Red Sox. Correct. So now we're at Jansen and Brazier. Yep. What's what does that say? Hanley, Kenley, Jansen. Kenley. I'll give you a hint. He was the old closer of the Dodgers. I mean, it might not help. Maybe you remember him a little bit. I'm going to say Brazier is on the Red Sox. Yes. All right. Brazier, relief pitcher for the Boston Red got Sox. Got it. Every time you oh, go wait, to... Oh, wait, I remember him now. Yeah, Ryan Brazier. I don't know why... He's the one that, that puts was... his neck like this. Yeah, I remember now. <laughs> yeah. Every time... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So now we've got... The Braves. What does that say? The Astros up there? Yeah, the Astros. The Astros, the Braves, the Yankees, and the Cardinals. So... Is Albert, Albert Pujols on the Yankees? Is he on the... Cardinals? Is he on the Astros? Is he on the Braves? I think I think Anthony Rizzo is on one of those two teams. What two? The Braves or the Cardinals. Alright, alright. Um, I think I think Alex Bregman is 
This dude's a this dude's a star. Pujols is on the Yankees. No. No, he's not. <laughs> All right, so wait, we got he's five for five so far. Right? Five for seven. Five for seven. Why? Because I said Buster Posey's retired. No, I didn't count that one. But you got two ants besides that. What else did I get wrong? Some other dumb shit. <laughs> Some other dumb shit. Kenley Jansen. Kenley Jansen is on the Yankees. Wrong. Five for eight. All right. Hey, hey, at least he's not going to get worse than five for ten. Um, Press the panic button. No. Is Bregman a Yankee? No. So Rizzo is a Yankee. Yeah. That's a bad hit. That big signing of the offseason last year. I, I mean, well, I, mean yeah, tra- I, I don't trade. watch the Yankees. Big time trade. I don't watch the Yankees. All right. All right. So Pools is... He's n- back to his old roots. He's not an Astro. He's a Cardinal. If you're going to yeah. say that, I, I was... He confused. came back for his last season. I was confused. And now... Now you get the Braves and the... In the Astros. Yep. For Alex Bregman and Kenley Jansen. Kenley Jansen and Alex Bregman. Astros Braves. You know what position there to make it easier? Bregman? Very good third baseman. That gives the Red Sox lots of trouble. Is Bregman. Yeah. Third base. Same infield as Jose Altuve. What position is, is Jansen? Closer. Okay. So I'm going to say Jansen... Is a brave. Yes. Yes. Alex Bregman, the Astro. Yes. Five for ten. What? Not too bad. Five for ten. Not too bad. I think I did better. I had the over under at five and a half, so we lost. Um, uh, Matt Dorn says six. Sorry, man. If I knew you said that, I would have got more right. Hey, it was a good try. It was a good try. At least I made it easy for you on the page. All right. So I did it differently for Justin because he knows more about sport than me. Sport. So. I did a mix of the NBA and the MLB, and I'm not going to tell him what. Ob- it should be obvious, oh, but I'm not because a lot of these people don't sound like MLB players. But who are these guys? Oh. But I'm not going to give him any team options. He just has to know what team they're on. This could be tricky. So it's run run DMC time. It's run DMC time, and I'm not going to tell him when I mix in the MLB players. But he's going to. So there's to ten guys. There's ten guys. So I can't look. You can look. Well, oh, you did them next to each other? Well, I, yeah, I got the teams right here, but I got the players. So, anyone there you want to just right now oh my God. call out? What's that first one say? Javante Smart. He went to LSU. Paul Reed is a sixer. That's correct. Look, I'm writing lefty. Paul Reed is a sixer. That's correct. He played college at DePaul. That's also correct. Damian Jones is on the Sacramento Kings. That's also correct. Oh, boy. This could get tricky. Trendon Watford's on the Portland Trailblazers. That's also correct. He's three for three. Trent Forrest, I think, is on the Utah Jazz. Don't look? Yeah. Don't look. That's also correct. I had to confirm. What the hell does that say? Jose Alvarado? That's correct. What? That's correct? That I... That's the name. Good oh, point. is he on the... Um, fuck, I think he's on the Phillies. No. Oh. Wait, let me look down the list. 
you Trevor Rogers. Oh, well, his brother's Tyler Rogers. <laughs> Tyler's on the Giants. Trevor is on the... He just got traded. Hold up. Tyler's on the Giants. This is good. I, I'm glad I checked. Trevor's on the Marlins, That's correct. Do you know that he had a brother that's identical? No. Who's above him? Sean Poppin. What? There's a guy in sports named Sean Poppin? Yeah. Is he you told me to make it hard. What the? Who's above him? Joe Smith. Oh, my God. He, he's married to, like, Allie LaForce. Joe Smith. He's married to Allie LaForce. <laughs> I know. That's why I picked it, Joe Who Smith. Who else do we have? Jose Alvarado, Frank Jackson, and Javante Smart. Well, this is hard. Frank Jackson is on... I should know this one. Frig. I think Frank Jackson is on the Pistons. That's correct. How many was that? You have six right. No, None wrong. Javante Smart is fucking hard as shit. And then, and then Jose Alvarado, Joe Smith, and Sean Poppins. I couldn't even tell you who Sean Poppin was. <laughs> Sean, is he like a rookie? I think I've, actually, I've heard of him. Is he on the Angels? No. I have no idea what team he's on. You want to give up on that one? He's a baseball player? Yeah. What team is he on? The Diamondbacks. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> Sean, how do you even come up with that guy? I just looked at rosters, man. Sean Poppin. Um... Joe Smith changes teams every freaking year. And then Trent fought. I already said that. Wait, what is it left? Joe's- Jose Alvarado and Javante Smart. Jose Alvarado. He moved teams. Is he on the Mets? He's an NBA player. Oh, my God. I'm thinking of Jose Alvarado. I was thinking Jose Alvarado is an MLB player. Well, this is an NBA player. Yeah, you're thinking about the guy that I saw play last night for the freaking Pelicans. That's right. I was thinking about the MLB, Jose Alvarado. Wait, let me make sure I'm not losing my mind. Jose Alvarado's on the Phillies. That's what I said at first. <laughs> yeah, there's two Jose Alvarados. That was, that's crazy. I should have put them both. <laughs> um, yeah, Jose Alvarado's nasty, too. All well, right, so- I'll give you that because you were on the wrong sport. And then we got Javante Smart and Joe Smith. I'd be guessing with Joe Smith. I'm going to guess Joe Smith is on the... He used to be on the Astros. He used to be on the Angels. I'll say he's on the freaking... Angels. Any other guesses? No. He's on the Twins. He is? Yep. Is he active right now? Yep. And then we got Javante Smart, the Timberwolves. He's on the Miami Heat. Is he really? Yeah. So what, 7 for 10? 7 for 10 if you count Jose Alvarado as correct. Jose Alvarado, the basketball player. Yeah. Good job. Good players. Sean Poppin. Sean Poppin. It sounds like something that's comparable to Sunships. Sean Poppin? All right, let's get to the NHL. Uh, no, I skipped it. You did? Yeah. So, Jake, um, so Jake, what's up with the Bruins? I don't know. Tell me. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there's not too Puck much. Line. There's not too much to be concerned about right now, in my opinion, with the Bruins. They aren't, they're playing kind of poor hockey compared to what they were doing at the beginning of the season. But 
The reason why I'm not too concerned is injuries have been a problem. Pasternak's been out for a little while. Hampus Lindholm's been out for a little while. He just got here. I know. He's That was good. Thanks. Um, Brandon Carlo and Matt Grizzick are not 100% either. Thanks. And a big problem that I actually am concerned about right now is Jeremy Swayman has not been the Jeremy Swayman that we saw the last couple, past couple months. He's showing why he's looking like a rookie right now. In my opinion, it's he's... a long a, season for a young guy. It is, but they get about nine games left, and when you're a rookie, you need Jeremy Swayman to be playing his best hockey right now, which in my opinion, I don't think he's playing his best hockey at all. So you need, you need the goaltender for the Bruins to be a little more special than it's been this past couple months. And then you need you need their guys back. I mean, they're not going anywhere if Pasternak's not there. They're not going anywhere if Hampus Lindholm's not there. And we talk about it all the time. This core, it's not that young. They got Bergeron, they got Marshy, and they've had their chances in the past. Whether whether it was the Game 7 loss to the Blues, whether it was the loss to the Blackhawks earlier in their careers. But time's ticking. And it's going to keep on ticking. And TikTok. I believe there's a real shot for this team to still win a Stanley Cup. But I, I'm gonna say I'm real. I'm real concerned with them right now. And Jake, if you want to tell me how far you think this this team can go, go right ahead. I think, matchup dependent. I think it is matchup dependent, but I think this team could go to the Stanley Cup. I'm not saying they could win it, but I think they can get there. And I think they also could be out in the first round. So, unlike the Celtics, by the way, I think the Bruins have a little more up and down with this team compared to the Celtics. But how far can they go? I said to Jake, let's name some teams and see where where I, I have them going. I didn't do it. Until the finals. So right now... I didn't do my homework. Until I get to the Bruins, number one team for me with the best odds right now to win oh, the championship. Lightning. Close. Avalanche. I got the Avalanche at one, and that's my only Western Conference team I have ahead of the Bruins. So, Whoa. So I have the really? Avalanche... I have the Avalanche at one. I have the Tampa Bay Lightning at two. This is the NHL Power Rankings brought to you by the Great American Pub. I have... The Florida Panthers at three, which is really weird to say, but this team has just been an offensive juggernaut so far this season. They've been unbelievable. So I have Colorado, Tampa Bay, Florida. At four, I have the Washington Capitals. Jared Kessel's team. Listen, they're they're not as good as they usually are, but Alex Ovechkin scares me. The defense scares me. And at five, I get the Boston Bruins. Wow, I mean, for for all that that hate you just gave them, fifth is pretty good. Yeah, I still think they got tons of talent. They're a top five team in the league, and they really have been a top five team in the league for the past four or five years, if you could say that. But the thing that's crazy is I only got one Western Conference team there. Yeah, I mean, you could have put someone else. Who do you like? I don't know, the Predators? Nashville's good. It's a good place to be. I mean, Edmonton's good. The yeah. Calgary Flames are pretty good. Yeah. It's just, I think the East is... The East, in my opinion, is a lot more Minnesota wide open wild. so far. You like the Wild? They're okay. Yeah, the Wild aren't bad. You know, the Wild are actually they're having a good season right now as well. I just don't think they can go far. I think that defense needs a lot of improvement. But, but speaking with the Bruins, what's up, Bridget? Hey, chicken. Chicken. She likes the Chicken Wild to go far. Um, yeah, I just think the Bruins... Chicken they, run. They need to get healthy. And the health, with nine games left, I know it's different than the NBA, but I think health and hockey is completely important in the playoffs. I mean, if you're not healthy, the skating, it's, it's a different animal. There's dudes that skate on broken legs. Yeah, that's true. But, but overall, I think this Bruins team is going to be fine with the first line, the second line, and even the third line right now. But Bruce Cassidy spoke in a press conference last night or two nights ago, and this is the, the most upset that I've seen him all season long. And I think that's saying a lot because they are not playing good right now. He, he is really upset right now, and they're playing the Ottawa Senators tonight. 
So they better win that game, Jake. If I were you, I'd take the Bruins. I'm good right now. Thanks for the Hershey. So that's what I get to say about the Boston Bruins right now. There's no time to panic, but if they lose to the Ottawa Senators tonight, I think Jake's heart's going to be racing all night long. They're winning this game. You think so? By two. Yeah. They better win by more than two. I think this is a game the Bruins could win like 5-2 to two tonight. That's my prediction. Bruins win 5-2. Only three. So that's the Bruins. The rest of the 20 minutes or so, whatever we got left on the show, let's get to... I, 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 I'm going to say that. sport we actually care about. Come on. Hockey's amazing. Don't, don't put hockey down. But this ain't all the pucks. Jake, there's been, four, there's been four playoff games that have happened so far, and I'll consider them playoff games. I don't. I know they're playing games, but I'm going to say they're playoff games. Four? Yeah, there's been four, right? Yeah, four games. We had the, the seven eights and the, the games last night. Oh, yeah. So breaking them down real quickly, what was the first one that took Brooklyn. place? Brooklyn. Yeah, Brooklyn-Cleveland. I mean, nobody's surprised that Brooklyn won this game. Cleveland gave them a run for their money late, but it's it's nothing that I was really too concerned about. I got, We'll talk about Brooklyn in a little bit. Yeah, but going going back to that game, shout out to Cleveland because I think they I actually— I think Irving was incredible. Yeah, I mean, he barely missed. He missed like three shots. On the fourth. But going back to that game real quick, you got to give it up for Cleveland, what they did. They don't have Sexton. They don't have— They still got a chance. <laughs> they don't have Jared Allen. There's a lot of guys missing from that unit. And for what they did out there against the Brooklyn Nets, I think I think give them a round of applause. Yeah, I mean they were and they're not they were yet. a very good team this year. They were riding the third seed most of the year, and then the health kind of caught them, and and they fell back to the eight, which is tough. But they still got a chance. One win and they're in. Yeah, we'll talk about it more in a second. And you can't put your heads down too low because you lost that game, but you still have a chance to make the playoffs. And, I mean, and for Brooklyn, you kept you kept it to single digits against Kevin Durant. Yeah. I mean, what else are you going to do? And for Brooklyn, we'll talk about them in a second, but it's Celtics-Brooklyn time for the second straight year. That's all i got to say. Mm-hmm. And the game that happened after that Cleveland game was, that was probably the best game of the first four, the, the Clippers-Timberwolves game. Very, very back-and-forth, back-and-forth game. I thought the Clippers were going to win. But, man, if you tell me going in that Carl Anthony Towns was going to be as bad as he was, I thought the and Clippers— still win. Yeah. Anthony Edwards is, is a— He's a gem. He's an up-and-coming star. Edwards was awesome. D'Anthony Russell, as much as I hate him. And D'Angelo Russell. Russell was, yeah, D'Anthony Russell was awesome. And D'Angelo Russell. I'm calling him D'Anthony because I don't like him. He was great. And you got to give it up to Patrick Beverly. He was celebrating like they just won the championship. I don't know if you saw him, but he was going crazy. At the end, they it did like— It was his former team. Yeah, he wanted that win. They, Clippers didn't want to give him money. And he goes out there and doesn't end their, their season. But he makes, the, makes sure that the Timberwolves will be advancing. I think he did end their season. You think the Clippers are done? Yes. I don't think so. But, yeah, so that's a big-time win for Minnesota, and Anthony Edwards just a stud, absolute stud. And Paul George had a great game as well. So those were the first two games on – what day are we? Are we on Thursday? Now we are. So that was Tuesday. And then moving on to Wednesday, which was last night, those games weren't that fun. Yeah, the games that shouldn't even exist. Yeah, those games both weren't that good. I mean, I honestly thought Charlotte was probably going to win that game. I don't know why. Atlanta's got a lot of offense. Charlotte doesn't and Atlanta, play defense. Atlanta was a – Four seed last year. Yeah. So, Atlanta went to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. Yeah. So, I mean, they're, you can't just write that team off. I think they're going to make Even the Even without John Collins. They're going to make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. I think Atlanta showed last night that they can still win without John Collins. I thought it would be a bigger loss than it ha- as has been for this team. But, I mean, the white dudes were shooting lights out in the first half. Gallinari's an incredible player. Herter. I mean, Bogdanovich. Even Gallinari. Yeah. DeAndre Hunter. Main oh, reason right. in the second half, he was he was phenomenal though, and that's a game that Trey Young wasn't even at the top of his game. No, but they don't always need him. And then yeah, going to Charlotte, I mean, 
they got some issues there. The, the team doesn't play defense. They had, the Lamella Ball doesn't play defense. Rozier doesn't play defense. Isaiah doesn't play defense. Kelly Oubre might be one of the worst Bridges. defenders in the league. Bridges is a good player. Bridges is good. PJ is good. But overall, it seems like they should be better on paper than they he are. He a big man. I think that I just like the jerseys. I don't know what it is with that team. I always pick on them. You like win. Michael Jordan. Yeah. But yeah, Atlanta just blew their doors open. And then the night game... I thought it would be a little bit closer than the final score, but the Spurs just couldn't compare to C.J. McCollum. No. C.J. McCollum is a stud. The Spurs are very hit or miss, and they they can grind out some games, but New Orleans is a weird team. They picked up a lot of talent at the deadline, so it kind of skews what, what you can think of them based on their record. But they have a ton of offense. A ton of offense. They need Brandon Ingram to beat they, Brandon they, Ingram. They're not going to beat the, the good teams because they don't play defense, but they can beat pretty much any average team they want because of their offensive capabilities. Oh, yes. And last night, C.J. McCollum showed what he can do. Jose, Al- Jose Alvarado, the basketball player, was phenomenal down the stretch. Absolutely awesome. Again, three threes. He was great in that game. He really was. And then Ingram, not one of my favorite guys in the NBA. He's good, though. But if he plays like he can play, then him and CJ McCollum form something special. Yep. Just wait for Zion, man. Yeah, wait for Zion if he's ever going to play again. I don't but. think he is. And then San Antonio, I mean. They, not, I like Murray a lot. Murray's good, but they're really not supposed to be there. They're not supposed no, to No, they're be well there. coached. Yeah, it's Popovich. And Derek White's a, a big loss, too, so can't forget yeah, about Derek Josh, White. Romeo Langford's played one game for them. Yeah, it's, whatever. Kate, yes, what's up, Kate? How you doing? Hopefully you're watching the show. Oh, yeah, you are. No, hopefully you're having a good night. But, yeah, so that's what happened in the first four games. The first, the first night was a lot better than last night, obviously. Yep. But, Jake, now that we basically know the NBA playoff field. I let, think we can predict it. Let's get to the picks, all right? Let's get to the, the first. You want to do the East or the West first? I would like to start with the West. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. All right, so the 1-8 matchup, in my opinion, is going to be the Phoenix Suns against the L.A. Clippers. I think it's going to be the Pelicans. So I, I get the Clippers winning tomorrow night against the Pelicans. I think it's going to be like I a, got the Pelicans tomorrow. Like a 104 to 97 type ish game. But I would like to, before you give a prediction, say this Phoenix will sweep either of them. All right. If, if it's the Pelicans, which I don't think it will be, I think it's a sweep. If it's the Clippers, Paul George will lead them to at least one win. Why? I, not just Paul George. I, I mean, I like what they... I really like they their They got bench. Reggie. They got Terrence. They got Zubak. They got... You know who's an underrated addition for that team? Norman Powell. If, he, if he's he healthy. Is, and they have Covington. Yeah, they, Covington, they're Norman a, Powell. They're not a bad team. I just think that they don't have enough to beat Phoenix. Phoenix had 65 wins this year. Yeah, Phoenix is awesome. I mean, and again, they haven't played for a while either. So I think, I think this team... Whatever. This helps the teams that have been playing these playing games. But I think the Clippers win tomorrow night. Phoenix beats the Clippers in five games. Clippers take game three in that series. And then the 4-5 is Dallas-Utah, which Dallas is the four seed, but there was breaking news today that Luka Doncic is at least out for game one, which obviously you don't want him out for game one or any game. Right. He's the best player on the team. He's the best player in the series. This, by, by the way, was before I heard the Luka Doncic news, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with my prediction for this. I got Utah winning in six games over Dallas. I got Utah winning in five games over Dallas. And I think Luka could play this entire series, and he still wouldn't. He still wouldn't win. I don't think Utah. This is Utah is a very well-rounded team. They're very strong defensively, and I just don't know if Dallas has enough beyond Luka to 
to match up. Yeah, I, I think Utah's a little too deep. Utah's deep, even without Ingles, Shingle, Mingles. No, but they got Bogdanovich. They got Rudy Gobert. I love Clarkson off the bench. They got Mike Conley. It's too much offense. Royce O'Neal. They got a good team. Yeah, I really just don't trust the Doreen Finney-Smiths, the, the Reggie Bullocks in the, the starting lineup. The only one I trust is like Jalen Brunson. Yeah, he's good. But I think Utah, the main problem in this series, they're going to space the floor a shit ton. They're going to make their shots. And I think Rudy Gobert is a huge problem matchup-wise for Dwight Powell down low. Oh, my God. So, Nightmare fuel. Yeah, so I think it's six. And if Luke is out, it's, it's, it's game Five or over. Four. It's game over. Could be four. So that's a four or five series. I think it's pretty interesting. But we'll move on to probably the two best series in the West. The three-six is the Denver Nuggets traveling to Golden State. You get some superstars in this series. Why, I mean, what do you think, Jake, going to happen here? Steph Curry, there's no word on him yet. I assume he plays game one. He'll play. He'll play. Um, and I, I think that the, the Joker is, is an incredible player. I think that even though Draymond Green is in this defensive player of the year candidacy pool, I don't think he'll be able to do much on Jokic. Jokic is just that good. He makes everything happen. He's efficient. He's, he is one of the best in the league with the basketball, and there's no question about it. I just don't think that beyond him they have anything capable of beating Golden State. Golden State's one of the best defensive teams in the league. They have two of the best shooters of all time, and, and Denver doesn't have a player to stop them. Jamal Murray will not be in this series. Michael Porter yeah, will not done. be in this series. It's unfortunate. It's Jokic. It's Will Barton. It's... Bones Highland. He's a, um, they're not sexy on paper. They're really not a sexy team on no, paper. But they, they don't have. But they play together. They well. don't have enough to beat Golden State. They just don't. I got Golden State winning it in six games. I think Jokic can put together a couple great performances and sneak some wins out. They're going to be tight games, but I think there's going to be a couple games where Golden State wins by double digits too. Yeah, listen, Denver's not sexy on paper. They got Jokic, who's going to be the MVP. He's an absolute stud, but. The guys on this team, I just look at them, and I just I don't think they should be good, but they really they play well together. Whether it's Aaron Gordon, Aaron Gordon's having a great season. Monte Morris is really playing well with the point guard position, but they just don't compare to what Golden State has with Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. I think it's a mismatch problem. Jordan Poole is having the, might be the most improved player in the NBA this year, and I think Denver's going to play the best that they can. But Golden State's going to win this. They're in six, a good team. Six games. They're a good team. They're not going to roll over, but it's, they're just not better. Just like Jake said, I got them in six. And then I think the most appealing first-round matchup, who would have ever have thought that you got Memphis-Minnesota in the first round? I mean, a couple years ago, you would have said that you're absolutely crazy. But you, the Grizzlies, the Timberwolves, I think this could be the best series yeah, of the first round. Memphis as a two-seed a couple years ago would be insane. Yeah, like Mem- when, you, when you drafted John Morant, if you said, hey, in three years, you're going to be a two-seed. Yeah. Wild. They're good. And Memphis is healthy now. Dylan Brooks is back. Jaron Jackson's healthy. And then on the other side, Minnesota's good. Minnesota is good. They're definitely the... Mm, but, uh, it's tough. It's a good series. It's a it, good series. They're, in, the, in, in terms of the West, for sure, they were by far the uh, men amongst boys in the play-in tournament. Like, it, no, no question. This is one of my three series that I have in the first round going seven games. So, obviously, my only one in the West. I also have this going seven games. But I got, I got John Morant. And the Grizzlies taking in, se- in Game 7. I have seven. the exact same thing. 7 to Memphis. I think it's a tough series. It really is. The guards match up well, I think. Even I think though- Edwards is going to be a difference maker in that series. Yeah, I think he, he this can. This is his breakout party. What, to make him, make him last long? Yes. <laughs> Good series? To, to single-handedly win some games. Because 
Steven Adams is is a legit big man. He's not like Then you get Cat. Yeah, he's not incredible offensively, but he'll he'll make Cat's life not too enjoyable. Um, and then you got Jaron Jackson and Brandon Clark, a good good perimeter big men to, you know, continue to make Cat have some trouble, but I yeah. think Anthony Edwards is going to have a, a great series. So Jake, we all agree on that, so that makes our second round a lot easier because we have the two second round matchups being the same. So that would mean that the number one seed Phoenix Suns play the number five seed Utah Jazz, and I have the Phoenix Suns winning that in six games. Yeah, um, I, I see it going to Phoenix too, more likely than not. Um, do you do picks for these? Just... No, I didn't. I didn't keep going. So yeah, that would be Phoenix Utah. I just did the first round. So it ha- but, that would be Phoenix Utah. But yeah, happens. I mean, I mean, I won't like lock in the pick, but I think that Phoenix makes sense. Those are probably the two most similar teams in the NBA. Just two very well-balanced units. You're talking Chris Paul and Mike Conley. You're talking Donovan Mitchell and Devin Booker. Oh, you're talking money, guys. Like, you're talking Aiton Gobert. It's, it would be an incredible series if it were to happen. But I really think it could go either way. And I'm not going to say it's going to go seven because of that. Yeah, I said six. I think it could be a lot of tight games. Oh, yeah, completely. It'd be a very good series. I don't think Phoenix is going to really put him away. I mean, maybe one game, 10 plus, but we'll see about that. I don't know. So that means we both got Phoenix in our Western Conference Finals. I don't, not yet. I don't know. Oh, so Jake's maybe on it. And then they'd play the winner of Golden State Memphis, which I have Golden State, even though Memphis has home court advantage, I have Golden State winning that series in six games to set up a Phoenix Golden State Western Conference Finals. If Golden State is healthy, they, they should win that. I mean, if you look at. The, the way the season went until Curry got was hurt. was last year? It was Phoenix against... Um, who did they play in the Western Conference Finals last year? Um, <laughs> they played... I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, they, play, they didn't play Utah. In the first round, they beat the Lakers. In Did they play Utah? Maybe. It was a Denver. It was Denver. Yeah, they played Denver. It was Denver. That's crazy. It was Denver and Atlanta in the Western Co- in the conference finals last year. Wow, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I get Phoenix-Golden State. You probably have the same. Yeah, I mean, Golden State, to me, is the easier pick of all of it um, to, to make the conference finals. I, I think that when you look at the standings— Yeah, you got to be Denver and Memphis. Look at the standings for the year before Curry got hurt. Phoenix and Golden State were, were head and shoulders dominating the West. Golden State was almost in first. Like, they were, they yeah, were the they best were. team. If Golden State is healthy, they, they can roll over anyone they want. They can, but I got Phoenix in seven over Golden State. So you got Phoenix in the finals again. So I have Phoenix in the finals back-to-back years. I don't know if that's going to happen. Might not. I just, I'm writing this down. I'm like, I, just, I can't pick them to lose a series. But you never know. I mean, honestly, out of all these teams, the teams that I could re- realistically see getting to the finals, Phoenix, Phoenix and Golden, Golden State. State. And then I, I would be pretty surprised if it was someone other than those two, to be honest with you. I, yeah, I agree with you, but I would say the next most likely is, prob- is probably Utah. Yeah, probably Utah, but I just... Yeah, those are probably the top three. But I think the East is more open, considering I think more teams could get to the finals. More teams are more likely to be in the finals. I think there's th- probably three or four. So let's get to the Eastern Conference side of there's things There's probably here. four. Based on, based on the way the bracket is set up, there's probably four, but normally I would say there's probably three. So the 1-8... Miami versus Atlanta. I get I'm going to go with Atlanta there. I have Atlanta winning tomorrow night against Cleveland. Yeah. As, as good as, I mean, I just don't think either way if Mobley plays. I think Atlanta's too talented for them. They are. Way too much offense. Too much offense. That's all it is. But. I'd say Miami wins that in five. I got Miami in seven. Really? I love Miami. I really do. I just think Atlanta, sometimes when this offense gets hot, we saw it last year, 
in uh, they made their way to the Eastern Conference Finals. Miami's really good on defense, so it'd be a hell of a series. But I just think that offense is going to win them some games. I think the defense is is much better than that offense, and and the other way around. The, Miami has a pretty solid offense. They, they play Lowry, last year. They have Lowry. They got Oladipo. They got Butler. They got Hero. They got Robinson. They got Bam. They have a lot going on on the offensive end, and Atlanta does not have a thing to stop it. It. I think it, it's not going to be that good of a series. I think Trey Young has an incredible game in him. He can put up Trey a, Young and Lowry. He can put up a forty and ten game and win one. But Miami is just so much better of a team. Atlanta is the kind of team that won the game that won the games they were supposed to and lost. I got Miami winning. Lost the best team. Yeah, but I got it in five games. I thought about doing it in four. So watch, it'll be six. No, I think I think they can extend the series. But in if it's Cleveland, I think Miami would sweep them. Yeah, me too. I think it'd be an ugly sweep too. So the 1-8 is Miami-Atlanta. The 4-5, this to me is going to be an interesting series. you got Philly-Toronto. James and Harden. Matisse Tybal is yeah, unvaccinated and will not be playing in Toronto. Yeah, so that's, that's... Best defender. That's not that good of news for Philly. But either way, I think as much as I really want to pick Toronto to win the series, I just couldn't do it. I thought about it. I got, I got Philly in six. I got Philly in seven. Good series, though. I wouldn't be surprised if Toronto does win. I think they have the wings to stop Harden. They have the, the guys down low to stop Embiid. They get the precious. Toronto is definitely the, the lesser talented of the two. But it just seems like that team sometimes works so hard that they will themselves to win games. And, I, I mean, they won't do it against Embiid and Harden every night, but they can win a couple games against them and make it interesting. And they shouldn't be and here On top either. of that... Both, you know, obviously separate because they haven't played together before. But Harden, Harden and Embiid have both sort of not shown up to their full capacity in, in the playoffs previously. And, it, and if that happens, then the series could be over. Yeah, there's some matchup problems from the Philly standpoint. I think Toronto got some great bigs that can guard Embiid. And Harden's going to have to be consistent. He really is. Tyrese Max is the X factor, though, for Philly. Sure. All right, the 3-6 is Milwaukee-Chicago. I wish the Celtics got Chicago, but it didn't happen, yeah, me too. unfortunately. But congratulations to Milwaukee on moving on to the second round. I think Chicago does win one game. So I get Milwaukee in five. I think DeRozan and Levine are going to have to carry him some way, somehow. They'll get that, that loser of a game in there I think it, I think it goes six. Um, I think Milwaukee is, is incredibly talented. They're very, very good. But it just seems like sometimes they, they have some like poor offensive performances. And... I mean, yes, Chicago is so bad defensively. They they are not going to win the series. There's no way, no how. But DeMar DeRozan can easily put up a 50-point game and win. Who's covering like, Giannis in the series? Pat Williams. <laughs> yeah, they're screwed Pat on that. Pat Williams. They're screwed on that. Patrick Williams will cover Giannis. Middleton will have a great series because DeRozan or Levine will be on him and they have no chance. But if you're picking all the teams in the East right now, I think... That might be the worst matchup out of every single one of these teams. Anyone to cover playing Chicago, like that's just how it goes. They don't have anyone but, to stop Giannis. No. I don't even know if they have anyone on their bench to stop Giannis. No, and Daddy is young. No, and it's going to be like whether Vucevic can own the the Brook Lopez matchup, and I don't think he can. Um, but I I think it goes six games. I think DeRozan's capable of putting the team on his shoulders a couple times and getting some wins. All right, on to the last series in the East. We'll talk about this a little more towards the end of the show when we'll name some of these players, but. I mean, Boston-Brooklyn, it doesn't get any better than this. It really doesn't. As much as you didn't want to see it for the storyline of Irving, for the, for can the young guys of Brown and Tatum knock off Durant and Irving, I mean, how could you not love the juiciness of this series? I mean, it happened last year, 
But don't forget, Jalen Brown wasn't a part of that series. Nope. The Celtics weren't this good. Kevin Durant just gets better every season. I mean, Ben Simmons is even a storyline. He's, he's not playing. He's probably not going to play, but I'd love to see him whine on the sidelines. It's a different Celtics team. It's a different Brooklyn team. And... Can I, can I start this? Yeah, you mean you, you got... This took me a little while to decide who I got, but I got that team that I think is going to win. I know who's going to win. It's just about how many games. Now, I'm trying not to smile. I'm trying not to be a homer here. So I'm going to say what I think is going to happen, and I'm going to give a lot of reasons for why I think it's going to happen. I'm not being a homer here. Don't tell me you're saying the Celtics sweep. I think the Celtics win in five games. Really? Yes. I get the Celtics in seven. I think the Celtics win in five games. Well, you just think they shut down Durant? You no. can't shut down Durant. Nope, I don't. I, Durant is an unshutdownable player. When's Brooklyn win a game? One of their home games. Yeah, like three or four? Yes. Not getting to six. No, it's not. Um, that means I won't be going. But I, I would like... To, sorry, man. I would like to, to give my reasoning here because I don't want to just sound like a guy that doesn't know what he's talking about and saying, oh, well... Celtics are so good, they're going to win that game and this game, and they're, Brooklyn's only going to take one because they got lucky. Hey, I would love to see it. I just think I think at least goes Here, six. Here's the reasoning, okay? How bad is Cleveland? Yeah, they're, they're not good. How bad is Cleveland? They're bad. How bad? Horrible. I mean, no, they're not horrible. But they didn't have, they didn't have Jared Allen. They didn't have their best player. They didn't have. They didn't have the, I mean, you can you can argue all day about Garland, Sexton, Allen, and the order of which they are the top three players on Cleveland. But the fact of the matter is, Cleveland was missing two of their three best players. Listen, they shouldn't be there anyways. I hate and to say it. And they kept it to single digits against Irving and Durant. Irving having not missed a shot until the fourth quarter, and Kevin Durant not having a monster scoring game, but a very efficient shooting night and double-digit assists, okay? I think that, you know, forgetting the monster scoring outputs, Irving and Durant had one of the best combinations of games they have had the entire season. Yeah, you can't do much better the than that. They, you can't do much better than that, and they beat Cleveland. Durant by, can do better they, than that. He can. But they beat Cleveland by single digits. I think the Celtics are on a whole different spectrum than that Cleveland team. And I think that Irving and Durant are capable of putting up those performances on most nights, not every night. But I think it takes that performance for them to beat the Celtics. And, and even if they do yeah, it, they they, can do that. even if they do it, they might beat the I'm Celtics. I'm convinced Durant's going to put up at least 25 every game. You know what you're going to get from Durant and Irving on most nights. I, mean, the I Irving, think Irving's going to have problems. Those two are studs. And yeah, Irving will still have his problems. But he's I still think gonna, Irving's going to have real Even problems. if he shoots 8 for 25, he's still going to get points. Durant's obviously still going to get points. I think the series goes seven games because... The Celtics win the series. I think they're the better yes. defensive team. They're, they're the, the better, best defensive the team in the league right now. Team too. And Brown and Tatum, I'm not too concerned about them either. But the thing to me is that that playing game, nobody really stepped up besides Duran and, and Irving. Brown is good. As bad as the other guys are, the guy that I think is actually going to have a very good series for Brooklyn in this series is Seth Curry. I think Seth Curry steps up for Brooklyn. He makes me a little nervous. And again, the Celtics have guys that can stop him. It's just to me that he's a great three-point shooter. And when... Irving and Durant aren't on top of their game. They need someone else to step up. Yeah. And I and think I, that guy's going to be Seth Curry. I think – I'll tell you who I'm actually nervous about. It's Andre Drummond. And Yeah, he can be a problem. Just follow him. Yeah, it's not – yeah, you can just follow him. No problem. Hack a Drummond. But it really is to me – I've said this to some people before. If, if the Celtics keep 
Andre Drummond off the offensive glass, we will win this series very easily. You need if you limit if you limit their second chances, we will kill them because. Tice gets out of foul trouble. Durant's not going to make every shot. He's going to make a lot of them. But he's not going to make every shot. Irving is going to have serious problems with Smart and Derek White on him. There's nobody on Cleveland that is that good of a defensive guard. They were, they were throwing Rondo. They don't they have they don't have guards. Hurt. They were throwing Garland who doesn't play defense. Brooklyn doesn't have guards either. No, but I'm saying Smart and Derek White are going to give Irving problems. Yeah, of course they will. Real Smart's going to be on Irving. Irving is not going to have the game that he had against Cleveland. You put Marcus Smart on Irving. And we, we, me and Jake and you, were talking about this before put, the show. You, you have Grant Tate, Williams. You put Tatum and Brown on Durant. Yeah, but it's not like you're going to be able to double every time, but when you can. No, but it, but he, here's where I think the series— Brown will be on Seth Curry to start the game. Here's where I think the series gets a little lopsided, okay? Durant and Irving are both going to have to play 40-plus minutes a game to beat the Celtics. Yeah. Eventually, that is going to make them tired. If you keep throwing Tatum and Brown at Durant, he will get tired, and he will. And it's, he's not going to be bad. It's but he, Durant, but he won't, it's he won't do enough. He won't be able to do enough. And the Celtics bench, as much as we shit on it early in the season, I think it's better than this Brooklyn bench is, too. Oh, yeah, it is. It I mean, is. you bring Dragic, Dragic can score. Drag- yeah, but so Mills can White. score. Mills can score, too, but those guys on defense blow. I th- I think those guys Dar- aren't good on defense. I think on a nightly basis, Derek White is going to have a better game than Goran Dragic. I think that um, Grant Williams is better than... Claxton. Claxton's not bad. I think he's better though. I think Grant yeah, he's better. A better, more a better contributor. Claxton could give them problems and down low. I, I think Peyton Pritchard is better than than like Mills or Dragic. Pretty comparable to Mills, probably. He's compare Mills is probably better, but Peyton Pritchard is is good enough. He's playing very well. He's a great shooter. Celtics win this series because their defense. I just think Durant and Irving they extend yeah, the series longer I, than it I should don't go. No, I mean like obviously the effort levels are different, and the Celtics have been going hard like the whole year, but. It won't be the like way, last year. The way the Celtics have played, they're gonna they're gonna really screw up the chemistry of of Brooklyn. And, it, and I just think that the Celtics are gonna be able to. It, it's to a shame. The series. It's a shame that Rob Williams isn't a part of it. I don't think he's coming back. Oh my because, god! I would be so much more confident. Yeah, in my of course. Game prediction if Robert Williams. Yeah, I'd probably say five or six. But the thing to me is that it's crazy how different this is from last season. I mean, I was looking at the box score of the last game from last season when we lost to him. We were at the Gap watching that final game. Celtics had Evan Fournier starting. They had Romeo Langford starting. Tatum, Kemba Walker, and... Horford. It was, Horford. No, it was, um, was, was it Rob? Probably was Rob. I don't think he started. I don't think he did either. I, I don't know. But it was completely different. And if, remember, Fournier was huge. You need, Langford had a good final game, but... Who did we start? It was, four, it was Kemba, Fournier, Langford. The final game was Kemba, Fournier, Langford. Yeah, but we had a big man that started over... Cantor? He didn't start, did he? Sometimes, I guess. Grant? Nah, I don't know. But, and then it, it, it was a mismatch. Remember, it was Harden, Irving, and Durant. I mean, we had no chance to win that series, and we knew it. But this year is they different. Have won one. This year is different, and I think this is going to be a great, great series. I'll say they split in Boston. They go back to Brooklyn. They go back to Brooklyn and split. And the Celtics take the next two and the nah. series in Brooklyn? No, I got to go in seven. Oh. Celtics so, ended at home. So split again. I think the Celtics, it's going to be a split series. You think the Celtics go up 3-2? We're going to be doing splits. And then they they lose, and then they got to win at home. Yeah, it's going to be a nuts series. And if it does go six games, me and my dad will be in New York City, so we're talking about going to game six. I think the Celtics take both at home. I think that Brooklyn rallies, takes takes a game, the Celtics win the next one, and then the Celtics end it at home. Ended in, yeah, ended at the Garden. It's going to be a fun series. So we both agree. We got Miami, Philly, Milwaukee, Boston. It would set up Miami versus Philly in the second round. 
which would be a good one Philly for. Philly could win that. Philly could win, but I, I, I just, think Embiid would own Bam Adebayo. Yeah, he would. But that's really the only part where they own it, in my opinion. Yeah, I think, agreed. I think on the defensive end, too much for Philly. Miami in six to beat Philly there. I think the Celtics would would take control against Milwaukee, too. But the thing is, do they if get— If Robert Williams comes back, it's over. And then it would set up a Milwaukee-Boston series where I have the Milwaukee Bucks winning in six games over the Celtics. Why? Giannis, Middleton, and Holiday, what they did to the Celtics last year. I know it's a different team. I just think I, I realize how good Brown and Tatum are. I think they get a little worn out by the second round. I legitimately think that I think the Brooklyn series. If Robert Williams comes back. Wears him out. If Robert Williams comes back and we're still in, like heavily involved, like we're not like you know we're not down like three one, and we just he comes back because we need him. I think that the Celtics are winning the NBA championship. Hey, don't get me wrong. The Celtics could easily beat Milwaukee. The I Celtics think, could win the title. I gotta see. I gotta see a healthy Rob Williams. I gotta see the bench perform like they were. I just gotta see the second half Celtics perform like they can. I. You can tell me if you think I'm crazy. It's a tough path. I don't. I don't think there's a single team in the NBA that can actually, you know, sun the Celtics. You know what I mean? So Phoenix. Like, yeah, right. Um. I don't think there's a team out there that you can say on any given night is just going to beat the Celtics. They're they're that they're that much better. Yeah, than Boston. especially the second think, half Celtics. I don't. I think there's only a handful, a small handful, if that, that you can legitimately say are better than the Celtics. I think the Celtics could be the best team in the NBA. They played like the best team in the NBA for the last three months. A lot of good teams in the East. I get so I got Miami, a, a Miami Milwaukee Celtics Eastern Conference the Finals. Chip. I'm saying it right now. So Jake has my, Miami against Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals, and I guess you got Boston. I have Miami beating Milwaukee in seven games in the Eastern Conference Finals to set up a Phoenix-Miami NBA Finals where Phoenix takes it Man, in six. You, you got, like, crazy recency bias, dude. That's, that's the— You don't like—come on. You, you don't like Phoenix? I think it could be Phoenix. I think it could be Golden State. Long shot, Utah. That's about it. So what's your finals? I get Phoenix-Miami. I'm going to say Celtics-Warriors. That'd, that'd be fun. I got my. I mean, listen, Miami. You might not be on as high as Miami as I am, but their defense is great. And like I told you, I could see Miami getting there. I could see Milwaukee getting there. Okay. I could I, see I'd Boston like to, getting there. I'd like to ask you. A question. And what if Brooklyn beats the Celtics? The Brooklyn's not winning at all. But if they beat the Celtics, you can't. You can't take it away from them. I yes, I can. They they just aren't deep enough. They have they aren't. They will get. You're talking about Brown and Tatum being burnt out against Milwaukee, but you think that. After whatever the hell they need to do, I'm to saying knock, they could get there. You're crazy, man. How, like, if you if you think that the, if they beat if the Celtics, you, there's a chance. If you think that Brown and Tatum are going to be burnt out by the time they get to Milwaukee and lose that series, they're how, more likely going to be burnt you, out by the third round. Yeah, but how can you think that Durant and Irving won't be freaking dead? Yeah, by they the could time be. They get to Milwaukee, but listen, I get them on the same page. I said Boston could get to the finals. Brooklyn could get to the finals. Milwaukee could get to the finals. Miami could get to the finals. Philly. Obviously, after a long seven-game series, you only think the series is going five games. I have the series going seven games. That's why I think they could be burnt out against each other. I mean, a five-game series, Jake, we could probably have a chance in the first couple minutes. Oh, my God. In two minutes, we'd be losing by 10-plus. But I'm saying if Brooklyn does win with Durant and Irving and even Ben Simmons, as bad as he might be, it could be a tough challenge for Philly, for Toronto, for any one of those teams. So... You, as we know, I think the Celtics take care of Brooklyn, but even if they don't, I'm going to say that Ben Simmons does not play in the playoffs no matter how far Brooklyn goes. So what if they win the first round? You don't, you don't think nope. he's coming back? Nope. So you got 
Celtics over Golden State. I get the Phoenix Suns over the Miami Heat. <laughs> as much as I want to say the Celtics win it all, bless you, they Thanks. easily could, but I, I, I don't know. Can Brown and Tatum carry him? It could be very likely, and I hope it happens. Every year, we think it happens, and it doesn't. I think Jason Tatum is playing like a top five player in the NBA. Yeah, he is. And he's probably top ten right now, but he could be top five. I think Brown is top 15. Phoenix is the most well-rounded team right now standing, and I think— Do you still think that if we have Robert Williams? Yeah, but I want to see how he comes back and what he looks like. He's a young guy. I think he gets right back into it. It's not an easy injury. And I know the second half Celtics, can, can they play better than they played? That's my question. Because they played really good. They're the best. And I don't know if you can play better than how they've played so far. They don't need to. They might not need to, but we'll see. The Eastern Conference is a lot more challenging than the Western Conference right now. And we, so you, you think if we get to the finals, we win? If they're playing Phoenix, it'd be tough. I say they can beat any team out of the West except Phoenix in the finals. If they get there. Even... Golden State, Memphis... Minnesota. Even New Orleans? If, if it's Minnesota-Chicago in the finals, we, we might cancel the show. Nah. What if it's Cleveland-New Orleans? Then I probably wouldn't watch. Yes, you would. No, it's the finals, but that would be horrible. I'd take New Orleans, though. Talk about ratings. All right, let's get to the last portion of the show. Speaking of players, from 10 to 1, who's the number one best player in the series? Who's the number 10? Didn't we do this for the Super Bowl? Yeah, we did. That's what we I thought. We did. So from 10 to 1, I included Rob Williams and Ben Simmons because I, I had not. to. So we're, you're going to get two sides of this story. So let's get to the 10th best player in the series. Well, let's start at the other end because... It's easier? Well, it's not just easier, but like... It's Kevin Durant. But you're... Yeah, the number one player in the series is Kevin Durant. He's the best player in the NBA. And number two is Jason Tatum. I think it's Agreed. pretty easy. Number three, I think, is Kyrie Irving. I went with Jalen Brown. Why? I think overall... If you ask me, do you want a basket? Yeah, do you say Kyrie Irving? Of course. Overall, I think Jalen Brown's the better basketball player. How about player. just, do you want to win one game? What, like a one-on-one? No. Like, bless you. Like, if you're... if you're Yeah, forget, one game Kyrie forget Irving. Forget about starting a franchise, because obviously Brown is younger. But I'm going but if overall. We're, if we're talking about, you know, win, you need to win one game, and you got to pick the, the player that is going to be the best player on your team, would you rather have Irving or Jalen Brown? It's tough because I don't think Kyrie plays defense. So it Clearly depends. against Cleveland, he didn't need to. I don't think he plays defense. So if you're telling me Kyrie's the, be- the number one option on a team with a bunch of a supporting cast like the Pistons, minus Cade Cunningham, I think you're in trouble. But I just think Jalen Brown's the better, well-rounded, okay. overall player. So we have those swaps. Defensively. Obviously, you think Irving is fourth. Yeah, Irving's fourth, and you probably have Jalen at fourth. So I do. Those are the top four players in the series. I think Jalen Brown has a slight edge over Irving with his rebounding, his defense. Not his shot-making, but... He can make shots. There's no question about that. Yep. Number five, Jake probably has Marcus Smart. I do have Marcus Smart at number five. I think Marcus Smart's an incredible player. I have Al Horford at number five. I have Horford at six. Yeah, so I got Horford five and Smart six. Okay. So a pretty no honest. No problem there. So the thing is. I, don't, I, won't, I won't argue with you. When you break the series down, Celtics have four of the top six players in the series. They should win. Yep. And if we had Robert Williams, it would be five of the top seven. Close. Dude, at- Simmons sucks. At seven, I get Simmons. Eight, I got Rob Williams. So I, I took those guys out of the equation. So for me, at seven, I have Bruce Brown. And at number eight, I have Andre Drummond. So I got, yeah, I get Simmons at seven, Rob Williams at eight. Bruce Brown at nine. So he would be my seven if, if we weren't including Rob Williams and Ben Simmons. Yep. Who you got at ten? Well, I still have nine. Oh, so nine, I have Bruce Brown. Nine for me is Derek White. 
Wow, yeah, he didn't make the list for me. Der- I think Derek White is, is an incredible player for us. He'd he- probably be on the list for me if there wasn't Rob Williams and Ben Simmons. Sure. And number 10 for me is Patty Mills. 10, I went with Seth Curry. I thought about, I had Seth Curry written, you can see I had Curry written down. I crossed it out and wrote You like Patty, Patty Mills, Mills more than Seth Curry? Yeah, absolutely. No way. Absolutely. Patty Mills, is not, Patty Mills like can hit from anywhere. Yeah, he's good. He, he can do good against the Celtics as well. Too. Neither of them play defense, so it's really just who do you want shooting. And I, I like Patty Mills over Seth Curry. But overall, breaking down the series, minus Rob Williams and Ben Simmons, with the eight guys that I have on this list, the Celtics have five of the top eight players in the series, four of the top six players in the series. When you have that, mu- when you have that much, when you have that much depth, when you have that, the better bench, advantage. it's an advantage to Boston. But then again, who's the best player in the series? That's KD. So I'd, I'd be nervous. I'd watch out. But they, they're going to get past mine, mine is split up five and five between, between the top ten. But I do have four of the top six being on the Celtics. Yes, they should win. It's going to be an interesting dynamic mm-hmm. to see what happens. If, I think it's a huge series for Horford. Oh, yeah. Al Horford's the key to the team. Al Horford needs to... Like make Andre Drummond wish he was on another team. And even when I told you, when Al Horford plays like Al Horford, it's a problem because they're not going to guard Al Horford on the three point line. There's no way with Brown no. and Tatum open. No, that's that the pro- that's the problem. Al Horford's going to get lucky. I mean, I was talking about you know keeping Drummond off the glass, which is going to be Horford's responsibility down there. But the more important thing, Drummond's is not going to get his fat ass out there. Drum- yeah, Drummond is not going to go out. So Horford needs to be hitting his shots and facilitating the ball. He's going to have room to see everything on the court, and he needs to make it happen. If Horford's Horford, this series could go five. If Horford's Atlanta Horford, it could go four. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be fun to watch. I say KD gets at least two forty point games in the series. I Tatum. think I think Tatum gets at least two forty point games in the series. That's hard to do in five games. Didn't he do it last year? Uh, we had one fifty. Point yeah, I think he had like forty one. It's gonna be fun. Catch all the balls at game two on Wednesday night. We'll be there. Game two. What? Oh, you I, come? we're not we're not doing the show. Oh, we're not doing the show, but maybe I'll take a pick. We're going to the game. Yeah, we'll be there Wednesday night, seven o'clock tip off on TNT. I think it'll okay. be fun. But yeah, Sunday, everybody. I hope you have a happy Passover. A uh, happy Eat Easter. Tam Tams. My mom's having a part a Passover Easter thing on Sunday. I'm like, mom. I hate to be rude. The family's going to be there, but my eyes will be on the TV on game. Well, at least at 3.30. Yeah, I'm watching the Celtics. I don't I'm not missing what's the going on in front of me. 3.30 on Sunday is game one. I'm excited. It should be a fun series. By the time we do the show next week, hopefully we'll have at least that 2-0 advantage. At least. I ride with Adam Silver and David Stern. No Easter. Yeah, no Easter. All right, guys. Happy holidays. And enjoy the NBA playoffs and... Do we have any Bruins update for all you Bruins fans up there? Out there? We have a Bruins update. It's 2-0 Bruins at the end of the first. So that's the Bruins update right now. All right. On that note, go Boston. Go Celtics. Go Bruins. Talk to you next week. See you, Jake. Have Bye. a nice night. Bye, Justin.